Welcome back to Haunted by Tapes with the Frog Brothers Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Haunted by Tapes with the Frog Brothers Podcast. Today we're talking Scream 5! Scream 5! Because that's what it should be fucking called, not Scream. Scream 5 is alive! I feel like they're just trolling us with that title, as they uh, kind of mentioned in the movie. This is a spoiler review, by the way. We're going to spoil the shit out of this thing. Um, so if you haven't watched it yet, and you want to go in spoiler-free, come back after you've watched it. Or if you want to go in spoiled, fuck it, go ahead. and open up your ear holes like it's your butthole. But don't say I didn't warn you. Spread those cheeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, I saw this on opening night because I was just like, fuck it. I, I'm kind of excited. I want to go. Um, we've, we've, we ranked these in a different video. You should check that out. But, uh. Uh, they're hit or miss, so I'm, I'm just excited because I like slasher movies, I like horror movies, I like the characters, the directions. This is the first one that's not directed by Wes Craven, and it's the second one not written by Kevin Williamson, even though he did rewrites on the third movie. He didn't write the original draft or something. I can't remember why. Yeah, the concept, yeah. Um, first one came out in 96, second one in 97, third one in 2000, fourth one in 2011, and this one in 2022. Uh, kind of interesting. Um, the main cast, the main surviving cast is back, obviously, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, and, uh, Ev Campbell. And then Roger L. Jackson's back as the voice of Ghostface. Classic. Um, so, new directors, they are a pair of dudes that did, uh, VHS and a couple other, Ready or Not, some other movies. I haven't watched those, but okay. I've heard of them. You have some new characters that are introduced in the forefront before you even get to worry about the other characters. Which is kind of what Scream 4 did, but they've still brought them in pretty quick. Yeah, there's a... There's things in this movie that worked really well and things that didn't. So. I think Tara is the name of the girl at the beginning. And um, with the first phone call, usually they kill off the person, the first person. And they're like, oh look, we didn't kill off the first person, so we're different and unique. Yeah, that's really where they're trying for. Like, she's um, severely injured, and then she goes to ICU. Well, they have the conversation while she's on the phone with them about elevated horror, and, like, uh, the Babadook they mentioned. They mentioned The Witch. Yeah, she mentions The Babadook as, a, as her favorite scary movie. She's and like, hereditary. I don't stupid slasher shit. Like, the, the, there's no thought involved in that. And you're like, yeah, I, I mean, to each their own. I mean, they're trying to have commentary around the current state of horror movies. Well, they're not saying that. That's the character saying that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, that's why it's relevant now, because the more... Well, that's because how young people are, too, these days. Like, they yeah. are more into the modern horror stuff as opposed to the old stuff, which, whatever, dude. Doesn't bother me. You can be into what you into. <laughs> There's room for all of it, so that's um, what I'll say. Let's see. There's lots of interesting things in this one. Um... Again, this is probably my least favorite of the Scream movies. There's lots of things I had problems with. Um, Sam is kind of your new Sydney character, your main character. Mm -hmm. uh, her sister was Tara, the one who was attacked. Yep. So that's why she comes back into town. and um, She comes back into town with her boyfriend, her reluctant boyfriend. and Richie, Jack Quaid. Um, and they're sitting, outside of, son. they're sitting outside of the bowling alley, like on a break or some shit. Yeah. Um, they have lots of interesting 
characters that have random ties to the old, old characters. They did that with like legacy characters and in references to stuff out the ass. But it's like how it was in Ghostbusters where it's in the background and kind of stuff. And like, here's an interesting thing because is that why I was so annoyed by that stuff in Ghostbusters? Because I know Ghostbusters so well? Or is it just because they did overdo it, which I think they did still. But the way they did things in, in this one, there's some stuff I didn't even notice. Uh, like, but it's there. Yeah. When you say that, that really makes me think that there's a lot of references in here, and I just don't watch these movies all the time, right? There was, it, it's not even that. There's like, there's a street sign that says Elm Street on it in this movie. Yeah. I didn't notice that one. That's one of those few ones that I didn't notice because I just probably wasn't looking, but should have noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the obvious stuff like um, the character named Wes. Yeah. After Wes Craven. Uh-huh. Um, who is the sheriff's West. daughter. Or daughter. Son. Yeah, sheriff's son. Yep. Who ends up dying? Um, Mindy and Chad Meeks. Who are the twins? Who are the cousin, or they're the nephew and niece of Randy? So you have the, them introduced, and her character is one of the more interesting ones in this one, uh, Mindy Meeks. Yeah, she's good. Um, let's see. The worst, uh, the worst part about it maybe to me is the Billy Loomis shit. How the she's seeing ho- hallucinations yeah. of Billy Loomis. As like, he's all cut up and murdered, like... Like she even knows what he looks like at that point in time. Well, that would be my thing. Like, when I'm, when I'm looking at that, like, why would she be looking at the dead version of him? Or the final moment scene from him? And did he even come back and do his own voice? He came back and did his own... They just de-aged him? Yeah. Okay. So basically kind of what it looked like, but they kind of made it shitty enough so well, they didn't he, have to like overdo it right he you definitely know? looked de-aged but he still looked old as fuck he didn't look 6 17 20 i mean i'm sure he's up to in his mid-20s when he shot that but well still. they almost had like a weird fx layer on it to make it look like you're watching him on a vhs almost right like he just never looked really clean i don't care how he looked neither just do the I. concept of it is what pissed me off and annoyed me i'm like fuck off it's basically like having a fucking ghost in a scream movie like, I yeah. understand, it's the person hallucinating. Like, well, okay, fuck off. No. Yeah, people hallucinate and have all that kind of shit all the time, but no big deal. And there were big rumors around on the internet that Stu was going to be the killer. And I was like, oh, God, what? Stop. I love Matthew Lillard more than anyone else, but fuck, I, don't, I didn't want to see that. And then I got to the movie theater, and I was pretty much, like, expecting that. Like, I was expecting a level of dumbness to this movie. Which um, definitely had a, le- a level of dumbness. Not not quite what I was expecting. But still, there's a, a, in the first opening scene when Tara's on the phone with him and he says, what are the names of the Woodsboro killers or whatever in Stab 1? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, Billy Loomis. I was like, okay, I see where this is going. She forgot Stu. So Stu's basically been forgotten. Yeah. And he's going to be the killer so that he mm-hmm. can come back and be like, no, see, I'm the killer. I'm the cool dude, basically. Like, you forgot me. This is bullshit. I want credit. Yeah, but, and then he obviously corrects they, her. But so. they, Yeah, he corrects her. And then they keep having references to Stu 
to the point where I'm thinking that he has to be the killer because of that. But they were just doing it to reference the first movie for the fun of it. Not mm-hmm. to even misdirect you and make you think that Stu's the killer necessarily, because then why the fuck am I looking at Billy Loomis? Uh, it's annoying. Um, Sam and Tara's last name is Carpenter. So there's that also name reference. Mm-hmm. Wes Carpenter flick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the Heather Graham question. You can see her t- looking on her phone. You can see the other cast of Tori Spelling and Luke Wilson, who... It's accurate to what like they actually showed yeah. in Scream 2, yeah. Little little things you can recall, like I said, the Elm Street sign. Um, Wes and Amber were sharing grapes out of a bag in one scene, which is what Tatum and Stu do in the mm. fountain scene. Yeah. Um, Tatum's ashes are sitting on the shelf in Dewey's place. Yeah. Um, that was kind of a good one. Dewey, when he calls up Sydney, he asks her, uh, you know, how's Mark? And uh, Mark is the detective from Scream 3, implying, I mean, implying that she married him and ended up with him. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Right Hand is played in the movie, but it's played on a car stereo of one of the guys who gets killed near the beginning. And who was that... His name's Vince. He was the guy who used to fuck. Yeah, but he was somebody's cousin from the original, from the supposedly. Was he too? Yeah, he was supposed to have been somebody's cousin. The asshole with the car that was the summer fling they wouldn't get over. They mentioned that specifically when they realized like they're killing anybody related to, the, to this. Huh. Kind of convoluted, right? They're just yeah. trying to tie everything they can back to other stuff. Which that's, I get it. <clears throat> um,. There you, is, it's it's kind of dumb, but that the the uh, the now sheriff in this movie is talking about her lemon squares, or she talked about her lemon squares in number four. It was a big plot thing, and there's just like a note written on the fridge about her lemon squares to her son. Yeah, lemon squares in the fridge. Yeah, uh, Dawson's Creek is on the TV at the hospital, mm-hmm. which was a show written by Kevin Williamson, who wrote the Scream movies. Yeah. Um. How do you feel about Dewey's? Uh, demise uh they really kind of fucking fucking a man ruined dewey in this movie and not in a bad way there's things that i liked about him like you could see that he was struggling and you know why is he living in a trailer because he retired from being a sheriff yeah i mean all that like they make him just like a piece of shit like that just can't deal with the sadness and you know they kind of half-ass say well yeah I, i left uh I left New York because I, I just couldn't handle it. I panicked. It's very, that, well, it's very tropey in that sense. Like, yeah. oh, he's grizzled now and stuff. Look, he hasn't shaved in a while. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I thought they did a disservice to him. Like, when, he's, when he finally starts to kind of come around again. Now, I did enjoy some of his dialogue where he's basically saying, you always got to watch the boyfriend and all that shit, right? Oh, yeah, uh, he tells you right up. I mean, spoiler alert. He tells you right up who the killer is. Yeah, early on. Very So early. does everyone else mm-hmm. throughout <clears throat> the whole movie. Yeah. He's the killer. You're the killer. Like, it's over and over and over. Um, Was there any moments in the movie that just kind of, like, pissed you off or just kind of took you out of the moment? The Billy Loomis shit every time. Yeah. Um, So, obviously, the first time I saw that, it really annoyed the fuck out of me. But the next thing that really... So, you killed off the sheriff and her son. But here's the thing. Like, so, Ghostface calls... The sheriff, because she's going to go pick up dinner or whatever. Oh, yeah, you better get home to your son, right? This whole thing. And so she gets on the fucking radio, 
all units converge on my house, or whatever the fuck she says. She gets there, and she had the fucking sirens on and going, right? And in a cop car, you have to fucking shut that stuff off, right? I don't think it's just automatic, because you might be on a longer drive sometimes than others with that on, right? Mm. She gets on, lights and sirens going. She gets out of the car, and they're not going still to attract the neighbor's attention. <laughs> and nobody from the fucking sheriff's department that she's the head sheriff fucking show up to back her up, or she's not smart enough to wait for them. Like that in that moment, like, I'm like, cut that whole fucking dialogue out of there. Like, if, if you're not going to have the other sheriff show up to actually back you up. They were not going to get there in time. She was only right down the street, I think. So, and she's going to save her kid's life. She has a gun. She's fucking not that smart. She didn't, did she have a gun though? I don't think she even did. She's a fucking police officer. She never showed her fucking gun. That's what I'm saying. Like, when she's got her son with Mace and everything going around, I'm like, uh, why is she not... If you're the fucking sheriff, you're going to be the type that's always going to have at least a small fucking pistol in your purse, no matter what yeah. the fuck you're doing. I mean, it was a kind of lame kill. I'll give you that. It was just fucking weak, because I'm like... And it just pissed me off, because it was written poorly. Don't fucking say, all units converge on my house, and then fucking not have a single one of them show up later. At least get there after the fact and, like, find... Like, show somebody showing up three minutes later and, like, oh. finding your body, right? Just one I mean, they things. could have shown you that, but it's like, I don't need to see everything. I assume that they did converge there afterwards, and that's when they clean up the crime scene, because you do later see that What's-His-Face is there, and Sid, uh, I don't Sam know. is like, why aren't you watching my sister? And he said, she said, all units here, and whatnot. I don't know, I just thought it was lazy writing at that point. I'm like, you could have done some fucking better editing on that point, because at that point, I was like, whatever, you guys don't know what you're doing. Um, the thing I like the most about this movie... The fucking kills and how aggressive Ghostface is in this movie. There's some really good effects. Like the knife through the hand in that first fight scene. That was pretty cool. <clears throat> the, the first scene was pretty good. I'm not even remembering a bunch of the kills. Other than Dewey's. Because it was pretty iconic and the most bloody. Yeah, the knife through the neck. And then I can recall the sheriff's. Yeah. How do you kill the sheriff's kid? I can't even remember that. I know he killed him. Just now ringing a bell. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying it's more like the gore level has been upped in this. I don't think the gore has by any means. I just think the... Like, he's attacking much faster and aggressive. Yeah. He's not as clumsy. Still clumsy, but... I mean, you'd be clumsy, too, with under that fucking mask and in those robes mm -hmm. and shit. So it kind of... I always like that aspect of Ghostface, like, still smashing into shit and <laughs> getting fucked up. Yeah. Um... Min a... Mindy's the best new character, I think. And also, as far as I know, the first queer character in any of this stuff. She's uh, trying to get some with one of her lady friends. Yeah, she's like very <laughs> forward with it, which is hilarious. Because like, she looks at the other girl, and the other girl looks at her, and like you eventually see them making out. And, and then she has to leave, and then they recreate the, the Randy scene from Scream. Mm -hmm. While Randy is watching Halloween... Saying, no, Jamie, Jamie Lee, no, don't go in there. Look behind you while Ghostface is walking behind him. And she's watching Stab while Ghostface is behind her. And I yeah. do like the scene I did like, especially how she eventually does actually realize, holy shit, I should turn around. Yeah. <laughs> and turns around and Ghostface there. I was like, oh, she was got good. Me. That was funny. a good nod back to that, mostly because it was different enough and she was like, clearly high like whereas in the original like he's just fucking blatantly drunk yeah he's wasted out of his mind so it's like kind of similar but 
it was a good throwback there, I thought. That was one of the best. I'd and say. one of my favorite things about the movie is uh, that they retconned Kirby's death. Yeah. And uh, have a, when uh, when they're looking at YouTube, on the right-hand side of the suggested videos is a video that's like, Kirby, uh, interview with Woodsboro murders survivor Kirby Reed or whatever. And it's a, it's a newer picture of the the actress Hayden Pan, Pantier mm-hmm. or whatever her name is, and uh, that's why that she received a like special thank you at the end credits or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. Um, yeah, that was just like I said, one of my favorite characters from Scream Four, so that's cool. And the movie ends sort of with another nod to Scream, I guess you could say, with. Um, at the end of Scream, you know how you have that random shot of Dewey and he has the thumbs up like he's, oh, it's Dewey is alive. He made it. We thought yeah. he was dead. They do that with the twins in this one. <laughs> Be careful. Yeah, that That's was some... Booger here. I pet his ear and he's got a sensitive spot on it right now. That's that right ear on the outside, yeah. left ear on the inside. Mm-hmm. They're freaking messed up right now. Yeah. Um, some of the characters were good. Like, the twins' characters were good. Some of the other ones were... I don't, I don't think both of the twins were. I just think the girl was. The, the guy was, was fucking typical horror movie bullshit. Like, yeah, I get that you outside. want that, but... No. He goes outside looking for the chick, and, like, you know, then he gets killed. Um, There's a lot of stabbings in here that kind of show you through. Like, the stab through the neck was pretty wild, because you see, like, that bleed out. And then you, I think you see a stab through... Not like, you know, one where Oh, it goes the stab through the kid's neck, right? Yeah. That a, one's pretty decent. Um, there's a couple in there that stood out because they don't normally show that much besides, like, the knife getting stabbed and all that. And then, like, how do we get Sydney to come back here? And of course, Yeah, all these people are getting stabbed and shot and walking around, which was the one thing that Halloween did right when they had, uh, or Halloween Kills did right when Jamie Lee, like, tried to move around after she was stabbed and was like, nope, fuck this, can't do it. Well, even the sister was like, when she's in the wheelchair, like, she's fucking bleeding out the hand where she fucking... got stabbed the knife through, but, I mean, you're in the hospital. They've clearly stitched that up. I like how Dewey's still limping around. He's like, at the beginning, he's like, I'm not getting into this shit. I've been stabbed nine times. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things. He's like, no, I've done this Nine before. times. Yeah. And then they basically say, yeah, we met on a Reddit forum where, like, we're both obsessed with this. Yeah, how do you feel about their motives? Because it's revealed, well, first of all, there's another girl. The other girl, who you think is being a, an obnoxious asshole, and she accuses him of being the killer often, mm-hmm. even though she's in on it. So that's interesting, just a weird thing. Um, the diversion tactic, which I think was well written for that piece, right? At least in concept. But she still seems sinister as fuck. When she turned out to be one of the killers, I was not at all surprised. I was like, okay, I mean, makes yeah, sense. No. Um, but her, her, that actor, is. Um, she's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. As one of the cult members. Mm-hmm. And they basically... Uh, they had to have done this on purpose, but they probably hired her because of that role and basically mimicked her death scene from that movie. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, she gets hit in the face with a can of dog food from Brad Pitt. Yeah. And then gets attacked and chewed up by a fucking dog. And then gets burned alive by the flamethrower in Leo's pool. Yeah. And in this one, she gets stabbed and caught on fire 
and is screaming like it's 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 very reminiscent of that whole death scene in that. So I think that that's what that is as well. Yeah, and I, I don't mind a nod to that, right? Another kind of a thing. I'm that's not saying fine. it's bad. It just I was sitting there like, is that the same actress? And then they have have the same death. I'm like, that's definitely the same actor. But I guess the issue I had with that was you just don't really give a fuck about that character. I mean, no, they didn't give. Yeah, well, that's like my problem with Scream 2. The Killers, you didn't even give a fuck about hardly. And Scream 3, honestly, you could say the same thing. Scream 4 did very well with, like, these people have dialogue. They are actual characters, too, and they're the Killers. Yeah. That 4 and 1 did it best in, in terms of creating motives some, and stuff. Yeah, and creating some motives around it. Even though the f- fourth one, her motive is like, oh, I want to be famous and all that, that kind of shit. Is, oh, that's a little iffy, but... um, it, I could see some of this, like, being, like online uh, culture influenced and stuff like that, but they did make it a little weird. Yeah. The way they executed it, I think there's a, just a better explanations you could have had from that character, but at that point, you you kind of want to laugh at that character a little bit, so maybe that's why they did it, but... True. I just don't think, you know, I mean, she, what, that's Stu's house, they basically say, right? And yeah. that's the big piece, is like, hey, they're in Stu's house. As soon as my parents bought this house, like, I became obsessed and started doing this, and you're like... Like, that was an interesting in concept, on execution, not as much. Yeah. Um, and it didn't even really, that layout of that house was totally underutilized until Sydney shows up. Yeah. Because, like, she's shooting through all the rooms and actually even shoots through the closet where she was in there before. But I would think no matter what kind of shit you survive, going back to the house where that happened. Well, they shot it, I think, intentionally that way. Yeah. They shot it making it look different at first. But they should have revealed a little bit more of the layout, like, slowly, so you are like, wait a second, is this the same fucking house? Before yeah. Cindy realizes. Yeah, and, you know, you're looking at, what, 30 years later? I call later, her Cindy. 25 years later, yeah. <laughs> Sydney. So you get to see, like, how that house would have aged, someone else bought it. I get all that. I'm, I'm good with that. But for her pure motivation to be just because you live in that house... That's just playing on the stereotype that, yeah, young girls love uh, hor- true crime. And I mean, that's a fact, though. Have you ever done online dating? That's a yeah. fact. That is this true stereotype that yeah. all women, all women. No, I'm just being an ass here when I yeah, say that. But I'm, point, I'm yeah. like, damn near, man. All into this true crime shit. Uh, I'm into like very interesting true crime, but not a lot of it. Only small amounts. I don't listen to true crime podcasts like other motherfuckers. No, I wasn't terribly thrilled with her character. I mean, the boyfriend. She's just underdeveloped. He yeah. was he was fine. I mean, not bad, but whatever. Also, <laughs> you know, like eh. his performance was fine. His dialogue was okay, and like they tell you over and over and over that he's the one that's going to be the killer, and you're still kind of like, okay, is it like are you going to do that? And then he's like, yeah, it was easy to find you on the internet. You know, you're Billy Loomis's daughter. I don't know. It was oh, and then let's talk about that climax where she sees Billy Loomis in the mirror and is like, "Ooh, I can stab the shit out of people too," because Daddy did. Yeah, that was just never fuck with the daughter of a serial killer. Ooh, hard cringe. You yeah. make me want to cut my own fucking wrist in the theater at that point. That was fucking the other... gonna have another victim on your hands. That was the other moment in that movie that I was just like, "Are you fucking serious?" Yikes. Um, this movie was a remake of Scream Four. And it wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, right? Because you're like, okay, we got to find a, 
okay, so Billy Loomis had a daughter before, and you found that out, and you fucked up your parents' marriage or whatever else, and um, fucked I up really... your relationship with your sister, and then your mom's traveling overseas. Like, after all that, like, an, again, another, like, absentee parent missing. Like, it would have been... If you're gonna go that route, they could have at least had her fucking mom held fucking hostage Still one of house. my biggest issues with Ghostbusters Afterlife. Egon is an absentee father the entire time. Not because he decided to go to Oklahoma. Because he decided, fuck off. Some earlier point. Before Ghostbusters, the movie from 1984. Anyway, this is not a Ghostbusters review. No, but... But I'm I mean, just saying, like, the way you say that, yeah, that's... that's Makes me think they could be making fun of it, but it's like, it's this isn't the kind of movie where you can just blatantly make fun of stuff. It has to be more subtle than that, I feel, because otherwise you just become the trash yourself. The other bit in this, and it's obviously not the actor's fault, it's the writer's fault, but the fucking term requel. Fuck off with that. Also, I forgot Randy's sister who cameoed in Scream 3, the same actress. Oh, actor yeah. is back as the kid, the the twins' mom. Okay, that's and that's the one that recognizes Dewey when they're all there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The term requel, right? Like, fuck off with that. It's like fetch from fucking Mean Girls. Fuck off with requel. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> no one uses that term. Like the writer of this fucking ter- movie wanted to throw it in there and like, hey, let's call it a requel. And you're like, I've never fucking heard anyone use that. And that literally took me out of the movie when they were saying that. I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck wrote this? I'm like, I might be a jaded old man, but I'm like, I've never even fucking heard anyone refer to that in, like, any of the youth culture shit where, you know, we kind of are aware of, right? I mean, yeah, you want to call it a legacy sequel, call it a legacy sequel, but... Call it whatever, but a requel just sounds like you're fucking ignorant. Like, please. I hate up all the made-up words, yeah. Yeah, a requel, a prequel, a sequel. You're like... A legacy sequel... Whatever you want to call it. But this is just a pure sequel to this movie, and they're trying to explain it all in the movie there, and they even name-drop Ghostbusters and a bunch of other stuff, and you're like, yeah, whatever. Just don't try to make requel happen. It's not going to work. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Nah. Crimes against the movie culture. Um, <sighs> they've done some things here. And right, so we get, okay, Billy Loomis's daughter. So the biggest crimes in this movie are... Her seeing her dead dad that she never met and never even knew who her father was until she was like 13. And then she has vivid images of what would have been photos from the crime scene of his body taken mm-hmm. as her flashbacks to him. Like That's what she hallucinates somehow. Um, why couldn't she just hallucinate to him like talking to her? Like I could get it if she's like hearing voices or whatever. But it, it felt like they wanted... Even to... that, she never met the guy. So I she know. wouldn't know what his voice sounded like. Exactly. It felt like they wanted to try to do like a psycho type thing, but just didn't know how to fucking pull it off. So they yeah. didn't know which way they wanted to go with. And it felt like that that was also set up just so she could stab him at the end and lose her shit. Like, never fuck with a serial killer's daughter. You're like... Yeah. You could have gone your whole life without fucking knowing that. So why is that relevant now? It's the whole nature versus nurture bullshit, which is like, whatever. Don't try to make that a thing, too. If they do a sequel and she's not the killer, then they have failed. If you're going to set up the the character like that, they have to also become a crazy fucking killer. I'm sorry. 
That's all there just, is left to do with this franchise. That's really. what I'm saying. If you made another one, you have to have her There's be the killer. There's nowhere left to go with it, And right? you'd have to have her kill Sydney and fucking every person. You know, and that's... Hire the, me. That was another thing to me. It's like, okay, this franchise is dead in the water when you've got to kill off... Well, David Arquette's gone, so obviously the if they do a sequel, it's trash already. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've already killed him off, right? And so... Sydney had no right to be there, right? You know, they show that she's married and has her kids and is, like, getting ready to drop them off at school, and so they got to get her there for Dewey's funeral. Well, and they did almost Ghostbusters this bitch where they're like, these other characters aren't going to be in it for a while. Yeah, they did, yeah. As opposed to Scream 4 where they did it for, like, five minutes, but... But they at least felt more true to who they were before. That's what I'm saying. Scream 4, I liked it because they're in the whole thing. It's it's about them again. And this one, they're like, well, look at us. We're going to put them in the second half of the movie only just because that's what other people do. Yeah. And, um, I'm like, and then there's some things, there's some inconsistencies, right, with all the stabs and surviving stabs and all the shit over and over and over again. Yeah, they're on like stab eight, and they had the Brian Johnson joke. Yeah, and they like the whole reason they're like people don't take these seriously, like, you know, they're fucking ruining these movies and so you're like, I get that you're trying to have some sort of commentary on this, but your commentary in the movie was not executed well enough for you to fucking act like you're that pompous motherfucking person. Like, maybe come up with a really good idea before you go and try to like dog on all that, right? All you're gonna do with this movie is piss off someone who is uh in a not good spot in their life. And then they're going to come after you because you made a bad movie. Because they're going to say... Yeah, you you made Scream 5. Well, Not yes. because they made Scream... Or Stab 8. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, this motherfucker who wrote this movie, they're going to think, oh, yeah, I agree. We should murder the person who makes shitty movies. And then I'm going to murder the guy who made the shitty movie. <laughs> yeah, that's boring. But, no, they fucked this franchise up so bad they can't go anywhere with it. Well, now. that struck a nerve. Besides her going and killing other people, and honestly, Sydney was fine when she came back. Courtney Cox, like, and I don't like, normally like to talk on people's looks a whole lot, right? I mean, sometimes that makes sense, sometimes it doesn't, but plastic surgery is not always a good choice, kids. <laughs> the fucking close-ups on her face, like, and I get it. We, you know, we're used to looking at her from friends till now, but I'm just oh. like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck happened to you? Like, yeah. you were taken advantage of by a doctor that actually performed that shit for you because you're scared to look your actual age. Somebody get Courtney Cox some burn lotion. <laughs> she probably wants to use some of that foreskin creams that celebrities fucking use. Fucking man. Uh, stem cells. Well, that's all I can really remember to talk about right now, so I went through all my notes. Yeah, go see this movie just to see some of the some of the new kills looked good from a, um, a special effects perspective. Overall, though, it was a remake of Scream 4, which was much better than this. I'm still going to watch this again just because it's a fucking Scream movie. Yeah, and I'll still watch it enough. within the, the things because it's not bad enough. It's just... They hyped this thing up way too much. Like, they had me actually thinking it was going to be good. And believe me, and it was, it's watchable. I'll give it that. It's watchable. But all the screen movies are watchable. So. The just, trailers, yeah. And that, that seems to be this big thing. We're, like, trying to get everyone. Oh, yeah, we've got. Don't, don't do spoilers, spoilers, everyone. Don't do spoilers. Like, there's something big to spoil. It's the, the killer is two of the characters in the movie. Yeah, because he told me that. 
Billy Loomis's daughter is in this, but she's not the killer. You'd be like, oh, whatever. And it doesn't fucking matter at this point, right? And like you said, where do you go from here? You killed off Dewey. And he is the one of the few people that was fairly well grounded through all these things, right? Always pretty much well executed in the movies. Yeah. And he's the only one that feels like he had like a lot of development movie to movie to movie. I mean, like, Nev Campbell was basically... Well, her development in Scream 2... Okay, yeah, pretty much not non-existent. Yeah. A little bit of it just scarred from the events happening, but she was already kind of that way because of her mother. Yeah. Um, Scream 3, she's not in the first half of the movie, basically. Yeah. But, but you I... have Courtney Cox and David Arquette, who continue to do well while she's not there. Yeah, and that's why that works better. Um, and then you see she finally has some real development in 4. Yeah, right. Definitely. So, and so did Dewey, and so did Gale. It yeah. was it was decent. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where they make money, so they do well, so they're still gonna, you know. Yeah, and that's the problem. This one did really well. Yeah, it had an amazing box office weekend for a January weekend. For this January weekend, I think it set the record. I don't know. Some people were. You know, because, like, everyone does clickbait headlines, and it was like, hey, check out this clickbait. Um, it made more money than Spider-Man. You're like, yeah, Spider-Man's been out for several weeks, so it finally took the number one spot for this weekend because it's new, and Spider-Man's been out for a month. Yeah. I don't get it. People are crazy. Fuck it! But it's a, it's a Scream movie, so, you know, you may as well check it out if you've seen the other four. Yeah, definitely go check it out and see what's up. Tell us what you thought if you already saw it. Hopefully you did if you were reading this review or maybe you were listening and you're like, oh, I wonder if I should go see it. I'm still telling you to go see it if you liked the other Scream movies and you're just a fan of like horror and slasher and shit. Yeah, there's there's enough unique fun things in this one, right, where you're always trying to outdo the other things, but Yeah, it's just nobody not... ever said all the Friday the 13th or all of Nightmare on Elm Street movies were good, man. There's always a bunch of shit ones. There's some good ones in there and kind of have your own personal favorites and everything so that's the only thing about this series it's different than others is that you're always going to have new killers in it whereas you're not just going to expect like how do you revive yeah, the, the guy you just the, killed at the end the of the people last who are returning are the were the three leads for a yeah. while and at some point in time you'd think like people would start investigating these motherfuckers like you guys kill a lot of motherfucking people like are you framing all these people to look like they're doing this right <laughs> i mean at some point in time the fbi would be like look there's some real fucking questions we got to ask you about this situation. Yeah. So that's that. Um, make sure you are subscribed if you are not yet. And uh, let us know what you thought of Scream 5. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Frog Brothers Podcast. We'd greatly appreciate it if you could like and subscribe if you're listening on YouTube. And if you're listening on the audio feed on Spotify or Apple or Twitter or wherever you listen, tell your friends and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube at youtube.com slash thefrogbros. Hit us up on Instagram at Frog Bros Podcast, on Twitter at bros underscore frog, on TikTok at Frog Bros Podcast, and follow us on Facebook. Join our Facebook group, Frog Bros Video, by searching just that, Frog Bros Video. Hit request to join and you'll be approved. We have shirts available. The link is in our Instagram bio and below in the description. And you can find stickers on Etsy at Frog Bros, all one word. Additionally, if you'd like to give us a call and leave a voicemail soon, our Patreon will be live and we'll be posting monthly responses and reactions to the voicemails. Dial 816-832-5388.